random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer, still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter! What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome one, welcome all. A little special feature here on The Marvelists. We talk comics and we talk two at the same time because sometimes we can actually do that. Met at Terrificon and want to get some info on the upcoming Vlada, a Dracula tale. Let's start by introducing Christopher Denmead. Welcome, Chris. Hey, what's up? Well, we're going to find out. I hear this through Blunderland. Let's introduce her. How are you today? I'm well, and yourself? Oh, not too bad. And you're both involved in this project. And because I wound up knowing one or both of you, it's something that I think it's worth talking about and letting people know what's on the way later. This is a Dracula tale. There is a Facebook page with some info, with some art, some picture type stuff, and some available uh, items. Want to start with the idea, maybe with it, Christopher? Just the whole idea of how Vlada, a Dracula tale, it started like whew, maybe nine years ago after seeing a play where they gender swapped the entire cast. And I had wondered if anyone had ever did that with Dracula. And sure enough, nobody had at the time. And I went ahead and tried it as a movie. That was an epic failure. And then did it as a comic book and then the graphic novel on Kickstarter in 2020. And from there, we're getting closer to something a little bit more than maybe that, right? Yeah, I mean, now now since then, it's had a comic book tie-in that came out last year when the graphic novel got printed, and then an audiobook as well, and then there's a short story collection and a spin-off comic book. It sounds like you're hitting a lot of uh, areas. I didn't expect to hear audiobooks so soon. The audiobook came out about five months after the uh, the graphic novel did. It's basically the story of Dracula that you're familiar with, with some beats added in here and there to change it up a bit. Otherwise, it's the same story most people are familiar with, with some added changes to the casting and uh, the story. But one of the things that's it's pretty obvious is that the entire cast is no longer all white because there were no, I guess, minorities in existence in 1892 when the book was originally published. So uh, we changed that up with, like, a black Van Helsing. And the husbands of Vlada, like the Brides of Dracula, are changed up a bit as well. And that just makes sense to uh, freshen it up or update things like that. So I'm seeing some images, some artwork. You want to give a gloss over as far as other people that are involved in this? All of the artwork in the graphic novel was done by Ken Hunt. He does the main covers, and then there's variant covers by Veronica Kim. Vigil and Tim Seeley and Veronica Kim and Wendy Shaner, Matt Slay, and various people that contributed to the Kickstarter, and then uh, the, the current on-printing retail covers. The Kickstarter covers aren't available anymore, but the, uh, the retail covers are still in print, and this includes uh, Ken Hunt and Tim Vigil on the comic book, and... Tim Vigil on the short story collection that is forthcoming. And the reason we have Blunderland in here is because you've made a contribution to this as well. Let's let's hear about that. Chris had asked me to write a backstory for one of the characters in his upcoming book, and he was like, you can pick any character that you want. Now, I had read Flato a hundred times because I had helped him with some grammar stuff in proofreading before it actually came out. And I actually backed the Kickstarter as well. 
So I decided to work with Anastasia von Helsing due to her background with working with like the occult and things like that. I thought it was cool and I figured it would be a perspective that I could connect with the most. How long, in your case, Blunderland, did it take to come up with what you had to do or given the parameters and then put together however many pages of the backstory for that to be like, okay, here it is. Month. I started writing, I was off to a good start, and then I crashed. I was like three pages in, and it was like, and I had a process where I wanted to go with this because I couldn't overload the reader with too much information because it's only 10 pages. Well, 10 total, five back to back. So I couldn't overload the reader too much, and I didn't want to go too divergent on the character's path so Chris could use her in future projects without having to rewrite or deflect of what I had said previously. So it's a lot of time and a lot of ironing out, and I was trying to make sure that I didn't pull in other Von Helsing stories because there is a female Von Helsing, which is a TV show. And there's a few other, obviously, backstories of Von Helsing because it's a very, very popular name in vampire lore. So I had to make sure that I was encompassing everything to the best of my abilities. I can understand, though, how you'd hit a wall, you'd hit a dead end, but picking it up and not wanting to overwhelm a reader. I get that, too. You want to do this in pieces or, at the risk of sounding funny, in bites. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that they could focus on one thing at a time. It was really really difficult. So I think I went a little bit of a different way with this. This is the first time I've ever writing anything that like this that somebody will actually read. So it was actually quite intimidating at times. All right. So Chris, without saying too much about Vlada, are there other aspects that may make her different than the other vampiric characters that we've seen before? Because I right away I think of what's the most recent one? I think Draculina. And of course, the number one on my list would be Vampirella. What puts her yeah, on either? Draculina... That has nothing to do with Dracula. That's just basically a sister of Vampirella. And I didn't realize how old that character was and how far back into the mythos of that of Vampirella's history it went when I was reading it. I was like, well, this is a Jekyll and Hyde story of the Hulk or something like that. I'm never going to do anything like this, so that's good. I'm glad. I was really worried when I saw that title. I was like, oh, man. And then I popped the first three issues, and I was like, oh, so she's a 16-year-old girl who becomes some hot-looking Vampirella blonde. So more along the lines of the traditional Dracula, you're saying, is what Vlada is about? Any- yeah, there's honestly, there is connection to anything to do with predetermined vampires in comics, but there are homages to plenty of vampire mythos and media in various formats, like Fright Night Part 2, not Part 1, Castlevania, and the horror movies. There's a lot of homages to them there, but I was pretty good about sticking as closely to the book source material, which is in public domain, as as I could. And then in terms of, Christopher, what we're looking at on the pages, is it exclusively black and white? I see there's some use of red in here as well. Yeah, the interior of the book is completely black and white. The tale like this could lend itself to being black and white and working so well. Just like, again, throwing doing a throwback to Vampirella and some others that I'm not thinking of right now, where that's how that character started. And has done and perpetuated and been put into volumes for archiving purposes or whatever, then that works. So, Older comics or like Marvel's Vampire Tales or their uh, Tomb of Dracula magazine, much more older audience-centric than the Tomb of Dracula comic book, was portrayed. It was just a matter of like, the art looks better in black and white, and it is a hell of a lot cheaper to print in black and white. If I printed this thing in color, it would have been a lot more expensive. As far as your contribution to it, Blunderland, 
not your first in terms of either writing or drawing for, other than for yourself? Oh, no, this is definitely a first. I was published in middle school for writing a poem. I've always just written poetry. I have a few stories myself that I have been mulling over, but this is the first time somebody actually gets to see my writing. Like I said, it's a little bit more nerve-wracking than what I do for my own personal job because people get to see the inner workings of my brain Mm -hmm. and where it goes. I'm kind of nervous to see how people take to my perspective of Anastasia's life or this part of her journey, so to speak. I think she is completely wrong in being too hard on herself. It's a very decent story and accompanied by very different style art, too, which honestly reminds me a lot of uh, gothic artist Jay Lee, who's done a lot of Superman and Batman stuff. That sounds good. It sounds enticing. It sounds like I want to read more about this. So I'll be in touch with how this is accessible. Let's tell everybody how and when. As long as I get the final story together, <laughs> that's the only thing now holding it up is we had we had a writer fall off the wagon. There's going to be like six stories. It should be out in time for Halloween, just like the comic book that Ken and I put out last year. The main cover and artist interior will be the legendary Tim Vigil, best known for Faust and a lot of other just really incredibly graphic sexual or graphic horror images that he's best known for drawing. He went pretty light on the cover, but he's got a couple interior pages that's uh, a bit more on the super sexy side. And that will be out in October and they can go to the Vlada a Dracula Tale Facebook page. But there is an Etsy store that has all the variant covers, the comic book, plus other things you can buy, like prints, buttons, and stuff. And there'll be T-shirts coming out soon as well. That sounds good. That's a way to get the word out also. Absolutely. What oh, you... and there'll be women's underwear, too. Not even kidding. There'll be women's underwear, black panties, with the V from Vlada on it. The Vlada V. I meant to put it on the butt side. What does the V stand for? It stands for Vlada and nothing else. All right, so uh, again, we're looking at before, hopefully, or by Halloween time. But for the time being, on Facebook, Vlada, V-L-A-D-A, A Dracula Tale. And that's where at least some updates will be. Right. Good deal. What I meant to ask before, it's a short story collection. How many short stories and about how long of a compilation would you say? Very short. Like, we're talking like a very tiny book. Six short stories, six to ten pages each. There's a Renfield story, a Van Helsing story, a Colleen story. Colleen is a side character I've created, which is being spun off, and that artwork's actually written by the great Don Caressi. Vlada has a story, Colleen, Van Helsing, Renfield, Quintessa Morris, and the husbands of Dracula, the grooms of Vlada. Uh, will have their own story as well, written by Scott C. Baker, who is a, I'm not even kidding, he is a former CIA analyst turned vampire writer after he retired from the CIA. Because everybody's got to have a hobby. I get it. That is literally what he said. He said everyone has to have a hobby after you retire from working for Uncle Sam. Christopher Denmead, thank you so much for telling us about Vlada, A Dracula Tale. No problem. Thank you for having me on. And Blunderland, for your contribution, we thank you and look forward to seeing yours in that and some other stuff that uh, folks can check out. I think you have an Instagram, too? Yes, it's Blunderland. Two N's, not one. Blunderland on Instagram. Sounds good. Thank you both for talking to us on The Marvelists.